0: Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Good for it. I have. We're in. <clears throat> Is that a burp?
1: I, no, no, it was in, in a, a gasp of intake of breath because I've just realised I'm the odd one out. I'm the only one not wearing specs tonight, so I'm obviously the thick one.
0: Yes. <laughs> <gasps> oh you're so dumb ed you're so dumb because <laughs> you don't have glasses
1: either that or genetically gifted
0: i would love to get my eyes lasered i really would
1: i'd be far too scared like having i i've probably watched too much james Bond, but to have a laser shone at your eyes like lasers cut people in half so there why a risk would i want of, that going?
0: there is a risk of going blind
1: <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna go one way or the other. You're either gonna be blind or you're gonna
0: be cured.
2: <laughs> it's You have to have your eyes like you, your eyes have to be open
0: mm-hmm.
2: while you have it done. Like you're awake and your eyes are open.
0: Oh, yeah, it's only a laser, they. Like, just slightly <laughs> uncomfortable. I don't think it's too bad. My my uh, brother always had it done, so he no no longer has to wear glasses.
2: That's traumatic.
0: Mm. Wow. I quite like I mean,
2: wearing glasses. It makes me look
0: <laughs> clever, ish. rat I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the same. These ain't not even got any prescriptions in. They're just
1: fake. <laughs> at least you're not like uh, Matthew Morgan wearing his uh, special light reduction oh, glasses,
0: blue blockers, blue light blockers.
1: Yeah, 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 aka sunglasses.
0: Yeah. Well, well, they're not quite, are they? But yeah, um, there's actually some research coming out. I believe that a lot of the blue light blockers don't actually do anything. Really. Yeah, I think um, where did I hear this? I'm sure someone took their their actual like pair they'd bought to like a, an op, an optometrist, and they put blue light through it and said, "Yeah, these don't filter anything, mate." <laughs>
1: mm. All we have to do is wear them whilst driving the car, and then if you think that there's police behind you because of the tint of the blue light in LED headlights, um, then if you think that whilst wearing them, then they obviously don't block blue light. Oh. Do, you, do you never think that, or is it just me? Like, I'll no. be looking in my wing mirror and like, oh shit, there's police! Oh no, wait, because no, no. of the tint ten LEDs. No, okay, I, I don't think that.
0: Here's, here's a tenuous link, though. I once got pulled over by the police driving back on the M62 from Liverpool after going to watch a football game at Anfield. Um, pitch black. Some large vehicle come up behind me was uh doing i don't know 90 say i was speeding a little bit but you know not too much you know 10 miles 10 50 miles maybe and just flash me and i was like am i not going fast enough for you mate you know i'm already doing 85 is that not fast enough and then flash me again got right at my ass so i tapped my brakes a couple of times and obviously being billy big balls so then oh fuck you stuck my finger up next one no blue lights came on <laughs> you motherfucker I've literally just tried to get a police car to drive into the back of me just threatening it and then stuck my fingers up at them so <laughs> lucky enough I think the fact that they pulled me over and I must have looked like a really scared little school child in my car uh, well actually no they, they actually tapped my window get out of the vehicle please sir pulled me out put me in the back of their jeep and um, I think he saw how scared I was and just then felt sorry for me so <laughs> <laughs> I think this. Could have you helped. not say to
1: him like, why, "Why? are you speeding? You haven't got any blue's lights on. So why are you speeding? You're uh, just dangerous." No,
0: not really. I was just a bit like, "Yeah, sorry, sorry, Mr. Officer. Please don't, please don't take me to the prison. I don't want to go to jail." <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, to, uh, they just said actually they were trying to sneak past me, following someone else apparently, and I just got in the way. And obviously because I didn't move, um, they decided. Well, that person's gone, so I'm just going to pull you over.
2: Yeah, to hit a quota. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, uh... well, I, I keep meaning to ask uh, a guy that I play hockey with, he's a he's a policeman, and um, I keep meaning to ask him, everybody does about 80 on the motorway, don't not everybody, but most people do about 80 on the motorway, um, and people do 80 paths to police all the time on the motorway, and obviously not everybody's getting pulled over, so is there a kind of, is there a flexible limit beyond the ten percent uh, that people, are, you know, they kind of let, let people get away with? Um, and it's only the the people that are going like ninety five, one hundred plus that they'll pull over. Um, out of curiosity, just to yeah, see if there's s- like an inside scoop.
0: You're saying you mean to ask so you haven't? No, I haven't asked him. I haven't seen him for a while, so um, I, I don't even know if that ten percent plus two or whatever the rule is actually is a thing. I think it's made up.
1: I'd, yeah, I don't know because I tend to sit cruise control about seventy-five, and um, even through what like, we have so many like I've got the M6, so we've got so many cameras on it, and I've never never been done on any of them. Um, yeah, the only time I've been done. There you go.
2: Count for the speedos being slightly inaccurate. So that was always the thing. Yeah. Seventy-five, but actually you're doing nearer seventy.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, they, that was always there. That was always why they gave you the ten percent was for inaccuracy in speedos. But now I think most people have you know cars within the last ten years, which have got pretty accurate speedos. So still um, driving so they were, a
2: 1,005 car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, <my> yeah.
1: <laughs> so well, yeah. You you'll keep driving it because uh, yeah, you're the you're the ones that are uh, allowing us to speed. <laughs> Not that we can doing it.
0: I, I only do 75 but there's only one reason for that it's because my uh, economy mode on my BMW if it goes over 75 starts to shoot down it says I'm wasting too much fuel so I stick at 75 that's the only reason yeah fair
1: enough. Um, fine with your
2: own spending one pound on a protein bar yeah exactly party. yeah yeah
0: isn't it <laughs> I'm a tight ass no I, I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not tight I'm frugal like I will spend money on things like my headphones that my, uh, where are they? Everyone gets taking the Mickey out of me for my banging Olofsson headphones. Like for these flash things. They're like a couple hundred quid. And everyone's like, I can't believe you spent that much on my headphones. I'm like, well, I will spend money on things I feel are worth the, the value. They, you know, they show me the value.
1: So they're so good you're not even wearing them now.
0: I'm not going to waste them on this podcast. No, <laughs> these, 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 I think, are 15 quid from Amazon. Treble ones. Paul Cocker recommended these
1: so you're using those over your couple of hundred pound bombs. yeah,
0: yeah pretty much <laughs>
1: That's just I, can't investment, be, I
0: can't i can't be bothered to connect the bluetooth to my macbook so, which is such hard work clearly I well, and lazy yeah, yeah almost,
2: <laughs> oh,
0: is it, oh, i was gonna say yeah it's almost <laughs> as hard as you know, putting your things it's such it's such an incredible incredibly difficult thing to plug couple of things into my fitness pal once a day especially when let me let me guess now hold on let me guess fran you eat the same meals every meal almost so it can't be that hard
2: pretty much almost yeah but like i was saying earlier i just don't like the faff of like i'm a bit of a perfectionist so if i'm gonna do it i want to do it perfectly and i don't like the faff of having to weigh everything out or if i'm out and about guesstimating um or yeah really paying too much attention to the finer details But then if I'm i gonna sp- have to do that because that's all or nothing personality
1: uh, okay so con- uh, context we were discussing what we would talk about today and we're talking about maybe talking about starting a diet and uh, fran was saying that she finds my fitness pal now a bore lake. even though she used to use it all the time uh, but now she finds it a bit of a bore lake because she hasn't used it for six or so months um and they're getting back into the rhythm of doing that um and because she's a, a bit of a perfectionist with it um she has to go to to the t or um or not do it at all um whereas you've got brett who's what's your my fitness pal streak at the moment um
0: let me. I think it was it was one one nine five one thousand one hundred ninety five days. I think was the because it does in five day milestones. I think that was the latest. Well, I know. Three Sorry, three. No, I'll take it back. One one five five. Adding on days. That's what, what three and a half years. Uh, two. Two, and years? Two, and a half, huh? two. Yeah, no. Two two
2: and a half.
1: Two two and half. Nearly three. Nearly three. three. Yeah. A rough, rough guess of yeah. uh, adding together there. Um, that is crazy. Yeah, I, I haven't used it for because I didn't really even use it that much for the prep last year for the photo shoot. I, I might have used it for the odd day, um, but I didn't really use it that much. I just kind of went right. Okay, well, this is about this. This is about that. Um, I'm on this kind of target, so let's leave it there. Um, and that's kind of how I did it, I suppose. But I used it for probably. Two years solid pretty much. Uh, with like the only the odd like the odd day missed here and there, but pretty much two years solid. So I'd like to think like I can read barred codes with my eyes and know exactly what the calories are and add them together. I'd like to think I'm a walking my fitness pal.
0: Let me um just put a little bit of context around mine though. So obviously there is a long time, but I haven't tracked every day. There are days in there where I may have just logged in, or I may have just tracked protein, um, or I may have even just tracked calories. Um, or I may have not tracked anything. There will be some days. It's just a how many times have I logged into my Fitness Pal streak? Um, it's now got to a point where like when do I ever give up? When do I let that go? Oh, so this do is such a large number. It's like it's like when you let your hair grow and then you cut it off. Not that I know what that's like, but still,
2: you regret it immediately. That's what it's there, like.
0: There you go. So I just forever have to log into my Fitness Pal. It's just the way For the is. rest of
1: your life. For the rest but of it,
0: my entire life.
1: If you change your phone, obviously, like you log into your account again. Does that still register it as a streak, or does it? Yep, yeah. Yeah. Still a streak. So even if you change your device. And, and,
0: and anyway, goes. you think I'm bad. So um, Steve Hall, uh, our friend, um, I'm trying to find his, but he's got something like four and a half, five years worth, or something, straight. Jesus. Yeah. Wonder what
1: AJ um, Morris is this.
0: Um. Well, if he was older than 20, then he'd probably have over 20. But well, I imagine he'd been tracking since the day he got out of uh, the, the womb. womb. Um, St- Steve's is 2,175 days. Jesus Christ. 2175 divided by 365 is 5.95 years. Six years wow. nearly. Six years. Wow.
1: That's I think the friend's idea. frozen
0: no that's, that's just Fran's shock face <laughs> that's a long time um, I Mine think
2: six years ago must have been very different to what it is now uh, a little bit less
0: well put it this way if mine's over just over three years what have we just worked it out as um, I wouldn't say it's, ch- it's changed a lot in those three years
1: no, no since I started using it it's barely changed mm.
0: I remember when I first started tracking calories and macros I never even used my fitness pal. I used something called My Net Diary, and that was terrible. You know,
1: when, when you were at university, I don't know where they from. When you did your, what was your undergrad fan? Sports uh, science or
2: sports uh, yeah. Sports
1: science, yeah. So we, I can't remember what the software was called, but we used to use some like really wanky software, which only had like about six different things in it. But it was like, oh, it's the most accurate one, and all this, and like, fair enough. It might have been more accurate, but it literally. Um, like it literally just had like white pasta brown pasta uh white bread brown bread like that was that was it there was no brands in there there was no no anything it was just like really really generic but they used to pay thousands for the software and for the licenses and stuff like that and even when i did the nutrition academy with gary mendoza and steve sennawald um steve steve Rich, sorry, Rich Stenowall, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve
0: Stenowall. <laughs> yeah, it's a
1: great name. Uh, I was thinking of the, the double S there. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, when I used to do the nutrition academy for them, they used to pay for licenses for tracking software that you could use for clients. Um, and and it's like, well, why on earth are you paying hundreds of pounds a month for that when you could just use my fitness pal for, for free or for seven ninety nine a month if you really wanted? Does um, pay?
2: Does anyone pay the premium? To, yeah, Fuck. I used to pay the premium when I tracked because I'm that much of a OCD perfectionist that it would annoy me that my goals wouldn't match up with the exact grams that I wanted. Yeah. Is that
0: worth eight pounds a month?
2: It was well, worth eight pounds a month to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's not if you well what, is it was like a thirty-five quid a year something like that, so you could get it a hell of a lot cheaper if you just paid it upfront. That's not uh, worth it.
0: It's not worth it for the ability to just set your macro goals to the gram. Like I don't even try. I don't I do not even hit mine to the gram. I'm not bothered.
2: Neither did I, but just Ah, having gold as the gram
0: was. (laughs) The thing thing about all this is we know nutrition This is crazy. Like we know nutritional values can are not even accurate on the label. So like why does it matter?
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. When you put it into I remember doing a little workshop with um uh, Dan Meek from Biceps and Banter and he was putting it into perspective so I was actually with the uh, paprika weighing lady um, that I was talking about earlier so I had a, a girl yeah. I used to, to know um, who, she does that, like bikini stuff That was pre-recording so.
0: wasn't it? Huh? That was That was pre-recording yeah, So everyone's yeah, going to yeah, say what yeah. the fuck is he talking about? Paprika. Yeah, yeah. This,
1: is <laughs> why I'm, this is why I'm explaining, this is why I'm explaining. Um, So I used to have a friend I don't really speak to her that much anymore but she used to weigh her herbs and spices um so she would weigh like paprika or i don't know like if she was using whatever herbs and stuff she'd 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 weigh it out yeah it would come to not even a gram of carbs or, or whatever um but she still weighs out and enter it into my fitness belt just because she has to be super consistent she had to hit her numbers like buy the. she like, she's the type of person who would pay for my fitness belt and then hit the gram to the gram um not even given a 5% or 1% or anything like that hit it to the gram um and he was trying to put things into perspective for for well, for people like her and just in general and just um there was a really good thing where he had some cereal or some rice or something and he had the scales and he was pouring poured quite quick and poured out 30 grams or whatever it was and then poured very very slowly and poured like nearly double the amount but it only weighed out at like 25 grams you pulled it slower the scales didn't register the the increase mm-hmm. so things like that really really put thing put it into perspective and also nutritional labels don't they only have to be within like 10 or 15 percent i think it's uh, 20, accurate
0: think. Yeah, is it
1: 20 big. is that much yeah so so again that's that what i heard anyway yeah so if you're kind of like if you're thinking right okay well that's 10 grams of fat and it turns out that it's 20 percent out it, uh, on everything you eat that day That could soon bump you up to like 100 200 calories over
0: well if you yeah Uh, exactly if you think well if i have a 500 calorie microwave meal and that could actually be 600 or 400 yeah so i I mean on that point and i guess like this is not really on topic but if you're stressing to every little gram or every little calorie every little thing and it's and it's stressing you out because you're so worried about hitting this um really like no we're not saying tracking's a bad thing but you shouldn't be stressing about little tiny details which you don't even know is accurate.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Just, just, just be comfortable that you're kind of there or thereabouts, you know, because yeah, there's yeah. too many things out of your control.
1: Yeah, yeah, if you're going out of your mind because you've got 10 calories over that day, <laughs> you're probably actually 200 calories over that day. You just have, you just don't know. Um, I suppose outside, out of mind for some people, but, uh, yeah, it it could be... Like, Just chill out, just chill out. But then at the same time, though, if you're really, really complacent and I know I'm a complacent dieter, if you're like, oh, well, it's out. So if I'm 200 calories over, I bet this is 200 calories under or whatever. And you then go like four or 500 calories over thinking hopefully this ready meal or this, this, these labels are, you know, the other way. And it's actually not as many calories. <laughs> so you allow yourself like 20% leeway. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do that. Definitely don't uh, do that.
0: Um, shall we? Um, has anyone got anything? Like, rather than just going, oh, what did you do today? What did you do this week? Has anyone got anything interesting that happened this week? Do we I'll ever take... have anything interesting that happened? No, not really. Um, I was in York. And I nearly met you, Ed, but you went there.
1: Nearly. I was there,
0: we I was about there. 20 minutes down the road, but I couldn't be bothered, well I
1: could be bothered to meet you, but I was I was leaving York as you were telling me you were there.
0: I can't remember what time I got there, I think I got there about 11, train got in and then I walked to our office and then obviously it was like lunch so I thought oh, I'm just going to go grab something to eat, so hence I went into town, I ended up getting a subway as well, like of all things I could go. Fucking you made
1: me have a subway that day yeah. when I was travelling back um i was like, oh, i need some lunch where do i go there's nowhere i can sort of like part of the van so i ended up going to subway so mm. it's your fault
0: they uh they fucked up my bread i wanted italian herb and cheese and they gave me an italian And i will say i was devastated but when i ate it i thought this was actually really nice cool story yeah cool story bro uh <laughs> i'm just saying it's just it's one of those things where i think oh this is gonna be shit now but it wasn't it's was pretty good
1: well, I, I lost 17-0 yesterday, but I don't want to talk about it.
0: Jesus Christ, okay, that is that is momentous.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was not good.
0: Uh, uh, right, okay, nothing else. Fran, anything interesting happened in the life of Fran?
2: Not really. I'm six weeks out from my next competition, so training's getting a little bit serious. But other than that, it's all just ticking along quite nicely.
1: To what what's changing in your training at the moment then, Franny, to make it more serious?
2: Um, basically, every session that I go into, I, I'm just going in with a little bit more focus and with the mindset that every set and rep kind of counts and is going to make a difference, whereas it's quite easy to get quite complacent with your training and just go through the motions, whereas now I'm sort of making sure that I've properly optimized my nutrition pre and post to sort of help recovery and fuel my training. Um, and so sort of yeah, just focusing on things a little bit more, trying to push myself to hit um sort of numbers that would mean I'm on track. um so it means my sessions are taking quite a lot longer, but I'm a student, so I have three hours to spend in the gym every day.
1: The, living the life, the absolute life Why? I remember those days, I remember those days um, so six weeks out this time compared to six weeks out from your last competition are you lifting more uh, have you changed your approach
2: uh, yes yeah, so I'm with a different coach um, definitely stronger I'm not uh, in a deficit so I'm not trying to cut weight this time which is nice um, yeah definitely stronger so my training totals this week my sub max training total was higher than what I hit at my last competition so that's promising
1: cool so, obviously, like, your all-time PB may not be a competition PB because you have a million factors to take into account on competition day, but um, do you think you will lift more than what you're lifting as a submax in your comp then?
2: Yeah, 100%. Hopefully. If things yeah. happen well for the next six weeks, then, yeah, should be some PBs, hopefully.
1: Nice. So, go on then, spill the beans. What, what are you aiming for or hoping for in your three disciplines oh. for the comp? Come on. Say it, if you say it now, you've got to do it, and if you don't do it, then you're shit.
2: I know that's
0: <laughs> the
2: numbers. I've not even like admitted to myself what I want to hit. I'd like to hit a 120 squat, um, if not a little bit more, uh, 67 bench and what anything over 140, so maybe 145 deadlift. Nice
1: 120 squat, that's it's pretty impressive. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I know many blokes who couldn't do that,
0: <coughs> Matt uh, Morgan.
1: but the thing is though with matt he he couldn't he couldn't warm up to 120 Uh, because it takes longer than 10 minutes that's exactly what i was gonna
0: say i was gonna say to be honest he'd probably warm up to a certain level and go i'm done now i'm going to see it he would never get get up to 120 yeah
1: he'd get to 90 and then she'd be like well that's 10 minutes
0: (laughs) someone's just sent me a joke i'm gonna read it out so i know it's slightly off, off piece but um off-piece or off-pissed? That's not the joke. Off-piece. Um, I, I imagine... Anyway. They, by the by. Um, glass coffins. Yeah? Will they mm-hmm. be popular? Remains to be seen. Literally horrendous. That's good. Wow. Oh, good. That's
2: like... Um, there's an account on Instagram called Dad Says Jokes.
0: Yeah, that's my... I've got it on Twitter. That's my favourite. That's where I get all my bans from.
2: Oh, I love it it's literally my favorite jokes.
0: Yeah. that's the only I reason I'm on Twitter just I think I followed that
1: on Facebook actually yeah well, some apps
0: yeah there's dad jokes but dad says jokes is the best one yes. right. it is an absolute crack and, and genuinely 100% it's the only reason i ever gone to Twitter other than to clear my notifications <laughs> so because I just keep getting these numbers come up on my Twitter app which I just think oh they're pissing me off and he's get rid of them so I just clear it and move on never even look at it because Twitter is a cesspool of...
1: It's a, bit, it's a bit of like a, an old person's platform, isn't it? There seems to be the only people on there. If you're over 40, then you're on there.
0: Oh, no, I don't think that's the case, mate. I think it's just more the fact that there's just so many horrible people on Twitter that just feel that they, they've got the freedom of speech to say what the fuck they like, which is just you know, brings out the worst in people, in my opinion. I like, think there's
1: less accountability to what you do say on there, isn't there?
0: um yeah i I mean obviously they there's a load of controversy about people apparently not having the freedom and being banned for life for doing like just stuff that isn't stuff um or isn't even offensive or you know whatever but i do feel like there is a lot of offensive stuff and just just petty arguments and just stuff that goes on on twitter which is not even worth being on now you're just getting broad in in like you say one thing and then you got a thousand people calling you a whatever and then you just get dragged into notification after notification so i just don't go on it and to be fair facebook's pretty similar so i stick to the yeah. gram
1: it's uh, so at least with facebook though i suppose it's cool kind of like underneath your whatever you've said whereas with twitter if it's been retweeted and people are doing it that way and and that you don't really it's yeah. not it's not underneath your thread and not everybody knows that yeah. you're an arsehole it, because it's,
0: of it yeah absolutely it's harder to kind of like like you say that and Facebook's is the same in that when you when you when you post it on Facebook, obviously yes, all the comments are below on that post. But Facebook don't show you them in like chronological chronological order or they kind of drop or hide bits of it, don't they? So you have to kind of go in and open mm. views to see bits. So you don't really get a full story on that and it's, Twitter's the same. Um whereas Instagram's kind of there and you kinda of got it. So Yeah. It's just yeah, a nicer yeah. place to be.
1: It it is more positive, definitely. It's funny how three platforms that are kind of similar are so different as well, and used so differently. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry, I I did go. I think off pissed is a is is a phrase. Have I made that up? off
2: pissed I thought
0: it was off-piste, like ski. Yeah,
1: it's off-piste. Yeah, um, definitely piste.
0: Okay, off pissed P-I-S-T-E is away from prepared ski runs, off pissed slopes but it's also used as an adverb as so as to deviate from what is conventional, usual, or unexpected. Eat that, motherfuckers! Well,
1: yeah, we well, know that, but I think you just said Oh, yeah, up. I know that.
0: No, I'm not. I'm saying <laughs> slightly off-piste, i.e. slightly to deviate from what is conventional, usual, or, in this scenario, expected. Off-piste. Yeah,
1: we, we, we all know that what you meant, but because you were saying pissed and not piste.
0: I said off-piste.
1: You said pissed a few times.
0: I didn't. I said off peace, off-piste.
1: Wait, if you were on CBBS, you would have been kicked Mate, off it's... by now.
0: Mate, this yeah probably piece Um This is recorded, so you can actually go back and listen to how I en- enunciated it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you,
1: uh, there was the guy who uh, this is off-piste. Um, off-piste. But ton- <laughs> the guy who did the commentating for uh, Love Island, the uh, wherever he's from, that guy, uh, he used to be a guy on CBeebies, and he was saying in an interview that. He did uh, CBB's Live, and uh, he started doing some stand-up at the same time. And he, he, walked, he walked out and just like targeted a kid and goes, How the fuck are you? Uh, to this kid, didn't realize what he'd said, carried on, uh, did the whole thing, came off, and all his production team were like, Why did you say that? Um, and he's like, What do you mean? And so they said, and uh, he was pretty much no longer on CBB's. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so don't say that on CBBS. apparently. Or live when your audience is full of kids. No,
0: no, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Um, Okay, well, if no one's got anything more interesting to say it happened, um, because to be fair, I haven't, other than being, like I say, in York, which was so much fun. Um, Let's talk about dieting mentality.
1: Okay. So I came out and said a few weeks ago that I was going to diet for photo shoot um, no, not yet that um, uh, that I was going to diet to do the photo shoot with uh, the photo shoot clients that we've got, a few of our one-to-one clients, and then I was going away a few weeks afterwards, so it all tied in nicely and I have been pretty shit at dieting in the three four weeks that i i came out and said it so i'll have a few good days and then i'll go away or something and and then i'll be off not off the rails but i just won't be very well behaved for those few days then i'll have a few more good days and then and then something else will come up and i'll you know i'll be like 10 sausages down and then go oh shit um and uh, i think this really resonates with a lot of people they start with such great intentions And then they just kind of not push the fuck it button, but they just kind of go, well, I'm away now, so what's it matter? Um, So this kind of made me think that getting into diet mode, especially when you've kind of been in and out of it a few times or when you've not been dieting for quite a long time, is really, really hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Should we end it there then? Yeah, it's really Uh, hard. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, I think okay. it's,
1: it ties into what we've kind of been joking about and saying about with the MyFitnessPal thing, and and Fran starting uh, getting serious with things, and that it kind of all ties in uh, to to kind of this conversation. Um, but yeah, what are your what are your thoughts?
0: Who's going? You
2: can go.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it obviously. Actually ties in with what I updated on two or three weeks ago where I said obviously you've been massing for quite a while and I had been meaning to do a cutting dieting phase, whatever, for a while but just kept put off because I just couldn't change my mindset. Obviously that was kind of based more on the fact that I felt training was, was going really well, I was progressing really well, and I was enjoying the, new, the obviously, additional calories and the food and the social occasions and I didn't feel only uncomfortable with myself, so I was kinda of, oh, I don't really want to diet. Um so I just kept pushing it back. But so yeah, that, that kind of ties in with that that I really just didn't want to change my mind. But once I did and I committed my mindset just switched. So um I've now been also at the end of the third week of a mini cut and to be honest it's not been too bad. I've I think the last couple of days I've probably I have stolen a couple of handfuls of cereal here and there and that type of stuff. So which I hadn't managed to do. But it's more I don't know if it's hunger, or I don't know whether it's kind of just fancying maybe something, and I've just kind of just allowed myself to go a little bit. Um, so I've kind of purposely treated these last couple of days as a, I don't know, I wouldn't even call it a refeed, but just like a couple of days of slightly higher. Like I went out for dinner today for Jenna's mum's uh, birthday, so I knew I was gonna be having probably an increase in food. And I, I thought about kind of saving some calories for other days, but then thought to myself, Do you know I don't need to. Um, so yeah I think it can be really difficult to switch your mind but I guess it's like well what do you do to do it I mean for me it was kind of like I just had to bite the bullet and once I, my mind switched I then did switch really easily but it was just actually switched it was the problem whereas I suppose a lot of people might not have that issue and it might be a case of even when they do switch it they struggle to stick to it as much um so what did you do to
1: switch your mindset because for some people it could be really really easily easy but for others it's It's
0: really not. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really, I mean, the thing is, it's it's probably down to my actual mindset in that, you know, I'm an experienced dieter in that I've dieted for for things. I've dieted enough of the time to know kind of how to help manage it. So I'm used to that mindset, but it was just the fact that it's a bit like coincides a little bit what Fran was saying. She's so used to not tracking. She she doesn't want to go back to tracking now. And mine wasn't so much about tracking, but mine, mine was so used to overeating and not having to kind of, go through periods of not eating that i didn't want to go back to that and i kind of in my head was thinking about oh my my training might start to suffer after a while because obviously you tell yourself you're not going to immediately see performance drops you know it's going to be a while into it and in all honesty i haven't yet even in three weeks of a reasonable reasonably aggressive not not hugely aggressive but reasonably aggressive um calorie deficit so it's just all those things that just play in your mind that makes you think oh i'm not sure i want to do it but once i once i switched i mean I, I kind of just went with it. I kind of said, I'm experienced, at it. I know what to do. I implemented some of the, the protocols that we tell all of our clients do when they're trying to lose weight. So things like fasting, high protein, high fiber, mainly whole foods, restricting hyperpalatable stuff, um, but not overly restricting so that it causes binges or um, well, yeah, binge eating episodes. I think that's just helped me through it. And I think also to a certain extent, the fact that I've also been overly fed for so long, my appetite regulation isn't too bad. So I've not really felt massively hungry all the time. So it was, it was for me, really just a case of I just had to bite the bullet. And once I did it, it was actually you know, kind of okay. Um, that isn't really very helpful to anyone, I get. That isn't in that same position. But I think maybe like one of the things that I'm just even just talking about it now and waffling about it a little bit, I kind of makes you think, well actually it shows you the importance of being at the right stage to diet, maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's mm-hmm. a, a point we should maybe talk about. Um, don't try and diet when you're not at the right stage. Like if you basically if you're a serial dieter, you've been dieting all your life, and you think to yourself, "Oh no, you know I've been yo-yo dieting up and down, up and up and down." Maybe you just have to spend some time not dieting and just spend some time eating, trying to eat at you know learn how to eat, learn how like work on your food relationships and just learn how to eat normally, even if it doesn't mean weight loss. If you can maintain your weight for a period of time and just kind of get things like your hormones balanced a bit better and just get a healthy relationship with food or, or work on that when you're later on down the line might be a better t- time to then think now I'm ready to diet because you'll probably find dieting a lot easier. So I think like I heard this analogy on Steve's podcast where it's like, don't try and don't try and start to diet or don't try and start to diet. I think when you're not in the right place, cause it's like trying to put out fire with fire.
2: I had that exact conversation with a client today whereby she was like, I think I want to diet, but, uh, I've still got over food focus, and I've I still got lots of food focus. I still get um, times where I feel like I want to like eat all of the food in front of me. I still get really low energy periods. And I said to her, look, until we can get you to a point where you're kind of like consistent and you're feeling a little bit better, you don't have that like, food focus anymore. We'll do a week of dieting, and it will just be a car crash in a couple of weeks' time because we'll run into these problems, and they're just going to get amplified. And I think sometimes people try to look to dieting to like, oh. It will fix all of these problems uh, because I'll I'll be dieting. So, like, I'll have more of a focus, or it will be okay that I'm pre-focused because I'm dieting. Whereas, actually, it's just probably a sign that you should be dieting in the first place. But yeah, it's Mm. interesting that conversation today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably really quite common. I'd imagine a lot because obviously, you know, a lot of people that come to us for help, you know, they've tried all the diets, they've struggled all the entire time to lose weight, and that's why they come to us in the first place. And they're not probably in the best place to diet, ironically. So, that kind of re- recovery is that probably in the right word? That recovery phase, maybe to try and just get back to something a bit more normal? Um, probably really, really important, and actually, as I say, quite common.
1: It's kind of a, that readiness to change thing as well, isn't it? So there's like a whole theory around the readiness to change and all that, and and like behavioural changing uh, and stuff. And it kind of like brings into that. I think we touched upon it briefly before, but it's kind of if you're not ready, like you get these people who yeah I want to diet, and then they diet for a day, and then they just. Go off piste, and they just yeah they you know, they're eating whatever. They're going out with the girls again. They're on the beers with the lads, um and they're just not they kind of not really want they don't really want it. And for some people, it's a case of they haven't got the right accountability. For some people, it's a case of they don't really care. They don't really want it. And it's kind of where are you on the on the, the ladder of readiness to change, or on the scale of readiness to change? And if you get the people who right okay, this is you know I'm I'm going to die if I don't lose weight, then. You know they're probably pretty ready, and they're probably going to be pretty devout to it, and they will make the changes, and they will, they will do what you ask them to do. Um, other people who, uh, I don't know, they see a, a photo of themselves and they're looking, you know, the, the worst they've ever looked or whatever, and that can be the moment where they go, shit, you know, um, I really need to do this. Um, I had a conversation with a, a mate a couple of weekends ago, or well, last weekend, and he was saying, you know, uh, oh, oh, you boys taking the piss out of me. That well, that was when I knew because you're on a sport is that I needed to change. Um, and these things can bring about that readiness to change. Um, whereas other people who don't really see the, the end goal, they don't not really care about the end goal or they're kind of just kind of happy where they are, but they kind of know deep down that they need to change. They're the ones that are not going to do it too easily. And I suppose, I think that's probably where I am. Like I'm not unhappy where I am. I'm not unhappy with my body. I'm, you know, I, Everyone likes abs, but I'm like, eh, you know. Yeah. Alex sp- still loves me, so. Why do you care? No, yeah.
0: you, I think you're, you're, you're definitely right there, mate. I mean, obviously the, obviously this model of behaviour change where it's accepted there's like six stages of what, and these are the stages: pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance, and then termination. And obviously, I guess everyone, like you're saying, that continuum is somewhere. Um, I guess the people that come to you knock on your door saying, "Oh, can you help me lose weight?" That obviously they're. They're somewhere in that pre-contemplation or contemplation Mm. stage, Uh, maybe even preparation, because they've actually reached out and done something. You know, they've they've spoke to you, but it's a case of like, obviously, we talk about our our job as a coach is to move them down into that action stage, and then maybe onto maintenance so they can kind of do it. And then once you're ready, terminating and off where they go, they've they've sorted. But take the coach bit out of side. People obviously need to consider themselves if they're just trying to lose weight on their own. Where are they on that stage, at that stage of change, and what can they do to, I suppose, move on? Um, I mean, a lot of the time it does just come down to, you know, we, we talk about it. How do people find their why, or they, you know, what is their goal? Um, how do they get or focus on on their motivation and find something that's actually like intrinsic? Because obviously we did an episode, didn't we, about intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation? I think that's really important to think about because extrinsic motivators are really powerful, but they do tend to be a bit fleeting. Um, like your holiday, your wedding, or whatever, whatever reason ex- externally you want to lose weight. Um, but if you can find something more important, that's kind of this, this intrinsic stuff, which I do think is more powerful. Um, that can certainly move you down those states states of change.
1: Yeah, I, I think with the I know we obviously covered all the intrinsic strings and stuff, but if like you said, if you're doing it for somebody else, you probably least like to succeed because it means less to you. Um, so the fact that like I'm I'm dieting for a photo shoot well I'll just do the photo shoot in a t-shirt and it's fine, it's some good branding um, <laughs> okay uh, go on holiday, right okay well I'm there with my mates and they don't really give a shit what I look like so um, why should I give a shit you know as long as I don't come and I'm like a slob um, or I feel uncomfortable then what's it matter but and then you're like oh, but then you're going to be putting photos online and, and then the extrinsic things come in but it's, it's not a big enough pull to to then sort of spend the next three months dieting or two months dieting. Um, Yeah, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Of of finding where you are. And I think establishing those whys for yourself is, like I say, such a big thing. uh, Because if you you sort of like search deep down with those whys, and if it means a lot to you and it kind of moves you to want to do it more, um, then, you know, you could put a a real want change. You, you, You need to make those changes why comes out and you're like nah well who gives a shit or, or whatever then um it, the why is obviously not big enough so you're, you're probably not going to change <laughs> you yeah. might change one day but then the next five days or six days you, you're probably not going to change on those days mm-hmm. so i suppose it's accepting that as well isn't it mm-hmm. so.
0: yeah well, it, it the, the, the intrinsic thing in your why is mean, really thinking about specifically why it is if you are trying to find intrinsic motivation. So it's not like, oh yeah, my, my why is I wanna I want to get a six pack. Well no, your why is I want to feel more confident about my body. You know, and yes it might start off with thinking, oh what's gonna make me feel more confident is getting a six pack. Um but in reality it's generally then not that. It's all the other things like the discipline, um, the sense of reward um, from just following a process and making progress and just ticking things off daily, that can often be the thing that actually just gets you extr- intrinsically motivated um and it's not just the fact because a lot of people like they 'll diet and they'll think they want the six pack and they never e- even get one because they find a place further down the line where they're far happier and it's not yeah. getting the six pack this is it's almost like so cliche and cheesy, but you know you go on that journey and you've realized you've just gone down a completely different direction than you originally thought you were going to and you when you sit on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And sometimes that's kind of, you know, everything happens for a reason and all that, and if you find a new love along the way, then that's brilliant. So some people might, I don't know, start going to the gym to help them lose weight, but then discover that they actually really like powerlifting or CrossFit or, you know, they really like going to exercise classes, and then they start to... uh, So I've got a mate to play hockey with, and he started going to the gym... To, to help with his weight loss and he was going to circuit classes and then he kind of liked the like Olympic lifting stuff they were doing in some of the circuit classes so then he started going to CrossFit and now he's you know completely absorbed in the, the CrossFit world and um and he along the journey of losing weight he has found something that he really really enjoys and he's you know he's pretty strong <laughs> so and uh, yeah, he looks even better wow Brett, you noisy fucker <laughs> um, but he's, he's found something that he loves more than um, than doing the classes and the weight loss because of, and he actually looks far better for it um, whereas if he'd just gone to classes and was just trying to lose weight he, he wouldn't look anywhere near as, as as buff as he does now so, yeah.
2: It's so much easier to motivate yourself to go to something like a CrossFit class where you're involved in the community and you actually genuinely love it he's probably mm. more consistent doing that than he is then he would be doing something that he didn't really enjoy.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because, like, when you started doing your CrossFit, I bet that was in a period where you were potentially sort of like fell out of love with the powerlifting stuff a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah, kind of helps you.
2: Yeah, finding that kind of. Especially CrossFit's amazing for the community. So I would yeah. go, not always to train, but I'd always end up training. But I'd, I'd be motivated by the fact that I knew all of my friends and people that I like to see on a daily basis are going to be there. And it's kind of the same with piloting as well. I'm not always motivated to go to the gym. I'm not always, but I don't always want to go and actually train. But usually I know that there's a group of people going and I want to catch up with my friend, like my friends on a on a daily basis. And that's where they're going to be. So I end up going and usually doing a session as well. So Yeah, yeah.
0: What, what would you do if you trained on your own in a garage at 5.15am?
2: I'm not sure I would. No, I would probably. I have, like, I do enjoy training to, like, at that point. Like, last year I woke up and trained on my own every morning. Um, But at the moment I just enjoy training with other people. But, yeah, you have to be pretty self-motivated to drag yourself up.
0: Yep. I would actually put it down to more around some of the things we, uh, me and Ed pre-discussed before we started recording around habits, if I'm honest so we were kind of saying well some of the things you might um find find easier to start changing diet is just to start to, to build and change a few habits and not try and change everything at once but i think that's probably where i started you know just I'll, I'll go to the gym after work and not necessarily worry too much about what i do but just make sure i go and then after you kind of do that and that becomes a thing you just do you know you start to incorporate other things and changes and next thing you know when you look back five years later i'm in my garage on my own training without a you know about blinking an eyelid almost so
1: you, you kind of make it part of your routine don't you? you say right okay so like i know full well myself that every tuesday i have hockey training every saturday i play hockey every wednesday i do my client check-ins and i do those things without fail um and it just kind of like builds into that because you you, you kind of not that you have to go but you really really want to do it um so you say right okay well on a monday that i'm going to go to the gym at this time or around this time and on a thursday i'm also going to go to the gym and then on a friday night i'm going to do my coaching um and it becomes that That becomes then your night and people say oh what are you doing tonight well i'm going to the gym i'm doing this i'm doing that instead of going oh nothing really i might go to the gym well as soon as you say might you're probably not going to go um but if you're like oh yeah monday night is this night and i do chest shoulders and biceps um and people are like, oh right okay um and then you know you, that that is your routine and, and building the routine is um, i don't think anybody would argue against routine um it is the sort of the key for success in pretty much anything
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean okay so just to kind of touch on that a little bit more so i suppose something like that the habits and kind of things you just talked about in terms of how you start creating habits one thing to do is um i guess i guess the the point of these habits is to really um start to almost create yourself a new identity is that fair we talked about before i think where we said like Mm. just become that person that um you know you're the type of person that never misses a workout you know you're the type of person that is you know into the health and fitness it doesn't mean it has to completely take over your identity but include it in your identity but when you do that it then starts to become just something you do you know and you just you will start to work out and you will start to eat better and all that type of stuff and I guess, I guess like once you start to to do that it does make things a lot easier but obviously you've got to start something one of the start is to just kind of set some small goals so i kind of said that about the the, the thing about i'll oh, just go to the gym and then you know that's that may not be a small goal for some people but um just just anything really just start a small goal that is kind of based on changing your identity um I guess we've said before around just tagging things on like a reminder. So I used the example of the reminder for me was I finished work, I go to the gym. That was kind of just my routine. So I had my bag ready, take it to work, and my reminder is to go to the gym. Or you know, if you're talking about taking a supplement, your reminder might be stick your supplements with your toothbrush every day so that when you come to brush your teeth, you think, oh, yeah, I'll do my toothbrush. And all of a sudden, that then becomes kind of like routine um, and then habit. So it's just finding a way to kind of create these habits that suits suits you. Does anyone else got any ideas yeah.
1: on that? It, well, yeah, because habits they don't they don't form overnight. They take weeks to form. And like uh, with with me, I stopped taking things like Vit D uh, and stuff like that because it was in the cupboard and it was out of the way, out of out sight, out of mind. And I didn't take them for for months, and um, it wasn't until I got ill a month or so back. Uh, of oh, makes me sound like I was like chronically dying, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, when, uh, when, when when I when when I had a little sniffle uh, a few months a uh, month or so ago, um, and I uh, yeah, I, I I was like, oh, where where am I? Where are the things that I used to take? Like, where's my multivit? Where's where's my vit D and, and stuff like that? And i just put it on my side next to my face cream that I you know that, that I put on most mornings or after the shower or whatever i just put it there and i you know I, I look at it every day that i'm looking at it now um and it's always on your mind then um, although sometimes things do just kind of blend into the background but if it's there next to something like your deodorant that you use every day um then then it reminds you to take it uh yeah so that's that's a great a great thing i suppose for things like that but i suppose when it comes to uh, the, the dieting stuff and or that sort of the the changes for going to the gym I think they're brilliant Um, you know take your gym bag have it in the boot every day then you don't have the oh I'm going to go home and get changed and then just don't get up off the sofa um, things like that but I suppose for dieting and saying like okay um, for for picking food choices and stuff it's a lot it can be a lot harder to form those habits but I suppose if you use little things like okay every meal I have uh, whether you want to include breakfast in this but every meal I have that has to be two different color vegetables or, or fruits within that meal um just to get more food volume in um and i have to eat those first before i eat anything else because that'll hopefully fill me up before i then start adding more gravy to my tea or, or whatever it be um yeah little little just little food changes um i don't always sorry if i again getting into the
2: habit of milk
1: yeah 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 definitely okay so i'm if i'm making an evening meal i make doubles so i can have some the next day or um okay every monday and wednesday i'm gonna sorry yeah yeah every monday and wednesday i'm gonna prepare prepare two or three days worth of food um things like that and it just becomes that routine So saying okay well monday night is gym night well i go to the gym on a monday i then make four meals after after the gym all the same but it means that I've got a meal for them after the gym or whatever it may be. Um, I don't think changing absolutely the like the whole of your life in one evening, I don't think that works very well for most people. Some people, they need it, but I don't think it works that well for, for most people. Those little changes, I think, is the, the key to especially habit change because I think if you change too much, you change it for a month or a week and then you go back to the old you. Um, when you stop so if you're trying to lose five pounds and you change your whole life all of a sudden then all you're doing is drinking skinny tea and slimming world shakes or something um and you do that for two weeks and you lose five pounds brilliant but and then you go back to the old way and then you you put it back on and you've changed nothing you've achieved nothing because you've put it back on you've done an Oprah you've lost five pounds and put on ten um so uh, i think you do need to change habits and not just change everything and then go back to the way you're doing it I think
0: just caveat what you said though that obviously there will be some people that do need to to have a complete overhaul because that's just the way they work I think I'm sure Matt Morgan said something similar that he just can't seem to just make small changes and he just has to go drastic but then that doesn't surprise me Matt he's just got that personality Mm. um, which some people do Um, I mean for me it's kind of like well just find something mean that I'm kind of air more on the side what you're saying Ed really that for most people I think is it's good to find something meaningful enough to make a difference but simple enough that you can just get it done so just keep it simple just so you're not you know you're not making it harder for yourself than it has to be
1: yeah I think, I yeah think, absolutely
0: think I read that in James Clear's book Atomic Habits I think that was kind of something I remember that stood out for me um, you know kind of something meaningful enough to make a difference but because so, it might just be go for a walk you know, just can and go for a walk for 10 minutes that's meaningful enough to make a difference and simple enough that anyone can do it. Literally.
1: Yeah, if you can't find 10 minutes in your day, then you probably need a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror, because mm-hmm. um, everybody can find 10 minutes in their day.
0: Yeah, I think, um, uh... sorry for on. I
2: was going to say, activity trackers are amazing, for that. it just gives you a reminder all of the time as to how lazy you've been.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just going to say, and maybe we'll end on this unless you guys have got more you want to add. But we're obviously coming kind of up to fifty minutes. Um, just one of the things that we often talk about is focusing on the process-oriented goal setting rather than outcome-oriented goal setting. So rather than, and it's a bit like what we touched around, kind of your mindset of finding your your why. But it's the same principle of instead of focusing on a body weight you know getting losing 10 pounds or focusing on getting a six pack focus on things like what's going to get me there so i just you know this is something i often use for for clients as well and just focus on ticking off your daily things so basically what's going to get you there you know like your protein every meal your vegetables every meal focus on whole foods drinking your water getting your sleep Getting your activity, getting your training sessions done. And if you just focus on them daily and just don't even look at tomorrow's, just go, right, have I ticked all those off today? Boom, done, brilliant. And then do the same the following day and just focus just focus on those processes and and those processes being your goal, not the lose weight. So my goal is to drink enough water today and to get my activity, etc. Once you do those, you can then look back and all of a sudden think, Jesus Christ, actually, I've now got that six pack when I got and that can be far more motivating uh, and far easier to quantify as well. Um, instead of thinking, I'm never going to lose weight. I'm never going to get a six pack. I've been on this diet for like three days, and I'm still not skinny. You know, it's just not really the right right attitude to have. And it's far easier to be focused on just just ticking those boxes every day. In my opinion, I think there's something that I, I really like to hammer home with clients to say, look, we don't want to look too far ahead. We're just going to focus on these the our, our, our box ticking each day on that process, um, and then the rest will come. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. love
2: it. Good concluding statement.
0: I like it. Cool. Okay. Well, um, usual stuff leave any reviews. Uh, please go onto iTunes and whatever and leave a review. Join the Facebook group. Um, I think most people have probably got some one to one slots if people want to get involved in some coaching. Um, yeah. Anything else people want to plug, talk about? NNN ten. We haven't mentioned cheese. I had some tasty cheese earlier, and I will just every time I have it, I wrong myself how legit it is. Legit.
1: Susan, every update, every update, Susan takes a piss out of you and your cheese. Tell her to every go every fuck update. herself,
0: Susan. If you're listening, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, she, she, she can't be taking the piss out. She even asked me for the cheese link today.
1: Uh, did she? Yeah. She she's... she did have it. She did have some the other week actually. She she posted a photo, didn't she, with uh, and she lean cheese in it, and and I, I did rip her for it actually because after what she said as well. um Yeah, I did rip her for it. <laughs>
0: so, so it's probably only because I was abusing her today because she couldn't work the uh, nutritional spreadsheet. So, so it, it scroll, and I was like, it's, it's user error. You know, are you getting an error box that says user error? <laughs>
1: it, uh Well, I I did try and explain it to her because the top half is frozen books i think she's using she's not using a big screen like a mask no, she, zoomed, or a she zoomed
0: right in so she can only see the top yeah. half so when she's trying to scroll down yeah. it's not moving i'm like oh seriously just, just zoom out <laughs> honestly people uh,
1: but when i open her spreadsheet up on my computer because my screen's bigger it's uh, i can see everything um yeah so i bet you can we yeah uh,
0: <laughs> um yeah okay well yeah leave it there leave it there right well on that note Bonjour, bye-bye, adios.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.